We're back on what was meant to be a week off for me. Uh, what was that about? Only doing a new podcast every two weeks, Nikki? In fairness, we're here for a good reason. Like always, today is World Oceans Day. A day established to help connect us with our seas and how they connect us to a planet. It allows us to celebrate our oceans, the work they do for us, and the life contained within. The focus this year is on action, specifically protecting 30% of our blue planet by 2030. And here in Ireland today sees the launch of a brand new campaign that aims to make our seas that bit fairer. My name is Sarah Hagerty. I'm a marine biologist working with Birdwatch Ireland on a seabird MPA project that is contributing to the Fair Seas campaign. So Fair Seas is a group of environmental NGOs that have come together with a common goal to educate everybody in Ireland about the amazing life we have around our coastline and in our oceans and the problems that are experienced there at the moment and to try and empower everybody to fix those problems together. Well, if you're going to talk about the sea, I guess you should get closer to it. We're down at the East Pier in Dunleary, taking a walk by the lovely lapping water. Lovely seagulls perched on the rock, uh, having a little rest. Uh, Cormorant is just sitting on the rock on the right there, keeping an eye on everybody. Down here we have the rock pools. You'll see all the different coloured seaweeds, green, red, brown. Hidden among them now will be all your little crabs and anemones and starfish. I think once you start looking quite closely, you will always find them. We have a really, really rich biodiversity here of world fame, really. But it is good to keep an eye on these things because there are changes occurring, some places more than others. And by going out and actually checking on these things and writing down all of that information, that's how we can track the changes, be they good or bad. Ireland is an island nation, so most of us have formed some connection with our coast whether on a day trip to the seaside or because we live just a walk away. Sarah was drawn to it from an early age. I grew up by the sea and I've always really loved being by the sea. Places like Lahinch and Doolan were always fun places for me to go. My family, my parents and my sisters and I, we would often go rock pooling. We would take our small nets, empty lunchboxes and head down to see what we could find. Starfish, anemones, crabs... Sometimes we would even take off our shoes and dip our feet into the water so that the shrimp could tickle our toes and it was always a really fun time. And it was actually a few years later when the first surf camps came to Lahinch, I really got into surfing. And just by being always by the sea and always knowing that somewhere I wanted to be, it kind of became a very natural progression to wanting to study the sea and see what it was all about. I actually started teaching surfing and for me that has been a really fantastic way to interact with young people by the sea, teaching them about jellyfish, seeing dolphins swimming around the place and that's a perfect environment to answer questions, you know, especially when lots of people start out really afraid of jellyfish and by the time we've finished the day they're playing around the jellyfish and they're not afraid of them anymore and that's just by education. And, uh, and knowing exactly what they see and what it does in the environment. A tip. If you want to stump an expert, ask them about their favourite thing about their subject. With so much to choose from, it can be pretty difficult. But Sarah came through. I think one of my favourite things about the ocean is when you realise how old a lot of the animals are. Like, sharks and turtles haven't really evolved very much at all over the millions and millions of years they've been here which shows that the environment they live in the sea that they live in is just perfect for them and they don't really feel like they need to change the creatures in our seas might not have changed for millions of years but for many reasons those seas are now changing mostly as a result of human activity well 
The amazing thing about Ireland is it's a small island, but we have 7,500 kilometres of coastline just because of all of our bays and inlets, which is incredible. Now, the most recent data shows that actually only half of that water is in what's called good condition. So that means half of our waters really aren't very healthy or not as healthy as they could be. So we really need to do a lot to change that. And a lot of the problems you see come from human activities which start on land. Things like agricultural pollution, raw sewage still being pumped into the sea. I think maybe 34 towns and villages still do this. So it's, it's trying to get those problems sorted. Then you have things like plastic pollution. Now, even though people are starting to re- realize that this is a big problem and I think the problem is being brought down very very slowly we still have to remember that 80% of our plastic is ending up in the sea which is a, a huge problem. Most of the plastic comes from everyday products that we buy in the shop our plastic bottles our food wrapping but then some of it comes from industry like fishing as well fishing nets that get lost and it it floats here from all over the world you know it's not our own rubbish that we find on the beaches it's rubbish from america rubbish from spain so it's really a global problem that has to be fixed by everybody 80 percent of our plastic ends up in the sea that's horrific but from the beach cleans i've been on it's not so surprising I would find the most atrocious items, such as ropes, fishing nets, baby soothers, and so much more. Filling our oceans with plastic doesn't seem like a smart move, especially when those waters are doing a lot more than just being nice for a dip. The sea covers over 70% of the Earth's surface. It's, It's a huge resource that we have, and it is the biggest carbon store that we have. Kelp forests are a fantastic example because just like our land forests, we have these gigantic forests of kelp seaweed, which does the exact same job. It extracts and stores the carbon dioxide and releases valuable oxygen into the water. Also, a lot of the carbon dioxide will sink down to the bottom of the sea and is stored in the seabed. And this is why it's so important not to disturb the seabed because once you mix it up again, it releases that carbon back into the ocean and back into the atmosphere. So things like fracking and digging for oil and gas, things like bottom trawl fishing, all are really bad ideas if we're going to try and reduce our carbon footprint on the planet. As Sarah mentioned, the Fair Seas campaign gathered environmental experts from organisations across the country to conduct research into the waters around our coast to help identify locations where we could have a positive impact. Well, we have found a lot of really, really vital areas around Ireland's marine region that are going to be the best places to start to to investigate for protection. These include vast amounts of our coastline and big chunks of our offshore regions as well. We found several areas where right from the bottom of the water column, the crabs and the shellfish and everything living at the bottom, right up to the schools of fish, the whales and dolphins and the birds in the sky, areas that are really important for all of them. We've discovered a lot and there's a lot more to be learned as well as we go through this whole process. One of the main aims of the Fair Seas campaign is to increase and implement the areas overseas that are designated as MPAs. MPA is an acronym and it stands for Marine Protected Areas. Now, different countries have different ideas of what marine protected areas are and what they can do. So it's up to each country to decide what level of protection they're going to actually give their marine areas. So some marine protected areas still allow what can be harmful human activities in them, such as fishing. Other places are called no-take zones, where absolutely no destructive or harmful extractive processes are actually carried out. So whichever way Ireland decides to go, we at Fair Seas just want to make sure that the rules and the regulations that are brought in 
actually work and they are fair to everybody, fair to the people who work in the sea and by the sea and, and those most vulnerable to what will happen if we don't do anything. MPAs will not only protect these target flagship apex predator species, the ones that are top of their food chain, but the idea is to protect everything about our environment that they need to thrive. So their food supply, their habitat, it's all important. So MPAs are clearly very good for our oceans and the life within them. But what about the humans on land? What if you're someone who makes a living from the sea? Ireland has had a long history of fishing. Generations of families have fished in our waters. And decades ago, it was a very sustainable practice. Now, it was mostly small boats, and it was kind of focused on coastal areas. And people really only took what they needed. But there's a lot of reasons why that has changed. The Earth's population is increasing, and more people need to be fed. And fish is an excellent source of food and nutrition. But unfortunately, the way the industry has evolved, it has often taken a lot more than it should have, a lot more than experts recommended. And this has caused an imbalance, and it means that there's not enough food for nature, upsetting that natural uh, cycle of life in the sea, which will eventually affect the amount of fish that we have to catch. So we do have to give the fish the opportunity that they need to keep their numbers and their populations at a safe level for everybody. When we make changes that are necessary to help slow climate change, those changes aren't always well received. We've spoken to people in the past about the idea of just transition. At Bloom last weekend, we bumped into another person who's playing a part in the Fair Seas campaign. I'm Porrick Fogarty, I'm the campaign officer with the Irish Wildlife Trust. And I think the main thing to realise is how important the ocean is in how our planet works. It's absolutely crucial for biodiversity and for regulating our climate. Now, marine protected areas is one of the most important tools we have for uh, protecting the ocean. But not an awful lot is being done about that at the moment. The biggest pressure on the ocean at the moment is fishing and we know that uh, where it's been tried, where you stop fishing, the fish come back and really that's quite logical when you think about it. So what we need in Ireland is very large areas where there's going to be no uh, industrial fishing in particular, so that's super trawlers and bottom trawling and all that kind of stuff. So I think the future, if we were to control the fishing activity and create these large effective marine protected areas, we could see an ocean that's healthy, that's full of wildlife, but also that has a future for small scale fishers around our coast that can rely on these areas and that can revitalise coastal communities and all that kind of stuff. So people can live in harmony with the sea. The problem in Ireland is we just haven't tried it yet. It's easy to lose touch with the beauty that literally surrounds us as a country. Our coastline contains so much vibrant life. Every place is different around Ireland. Whether you go to a sandy beach, a pebbly beach, the cliffs or bays and inlets, you will always find something amazing. Being from Clare, recently I went to the cliffs of Moher with my dad. We brought our binoculars. and We went to see the thousands and thousands of seabirds that arrive there every year to raise their chicks on the cliffside. And one that everyone might know about is the puffin. These mighty little birds with their bright coloured beak and feet. They come here every year and they're incredible to see uh, nesting on the cliffs. And one place that I'd really love to go and see the puffins is uh, Skellig Michael, the great Skellig in Kerry, which I think a lot of the listeners will probably know from Star Wars now. But the puffins were there long before the Jedis were. <laughs> then you have basking sharks arriving every year now and they're very popular. Uh, you can often see them from the coast as well if you bring your binoculars, you'll see their fins sticking up out of the water. We have an abundant amount of whales and dolphins that come to our shores every year, about 25 different species. Great places to see 
them is down in Kerry and Cork. And beautiful, beautiful rock pools all around the country as well, which are full of colourful seaweeds and anemones and bursting with life. You'd see gorgeous humpback whales. They will follow in the big schools of fish, usually in the late summer, autumn time and early winter. We even uh, get minke whales, fin whales, which are the second biggest whales in the world. And they really do enjoy the beautiful, green, rich waters around Ireland. But they have a lot of threats on them as well, coming from all different sides. Noise pollution is a big problem for them, so noise that's made from lots of boats travelling around the sea fossil fuel exploration when they're digging into the bottom of the sea it makes a lot of noise and it really disorientates them they they can often get quite confused and lost and distressed eating plastic can sometimes be a problem when they confuse it with their food stuff and even chemical pollution as well has been found in the blubber of them so there are concerns about the quality of life that we are giving them while they visit our shores we can take our seas for granted because like sarah said they've been there since the birth of the planet for a long time unchanged but climate change is having an impact. Oh, there are so many changes that we know about and others that we don't really know that well about so far. Climate change is kind of affecting how the whole food web works. It's affecting uh, right from the seabirds down to the very bottom of the ocean. Some animals that aren't supposed to be in some areas, they're called invasive species, they're moving with these increasingly warm waters into areas that they were never in before and they're kind of taking over and upsetting the natural order of things. Other ways that is ocean acidification. So this is one of the problems associated with too much carbon dioxide in, in, in the world at the moment. It's causing the water to have a much lower pH level than it would have before. And this is causing things like the coral bleaching that we see in the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. But you don't have to go as far as Australia to get a sense of how far-reaching an impact climate change is having on the towns and cities along Ireland's coastline. They're going to be massively affected by sea level rise. The melting of the ice caps that are causing there to be more water in the ocean. It's also diluting the water. It's making it less salty as well, which can have a massive effect on on the organisms that live in the sea. This sea level rise, in combination with global warming and the increased storms we're seeing, is putting a lot of pressure on coastal communities all around the world. Ireland has seen that in the past few years. We've been battered by some really, really bad storms, which have caused massive amounts of coastal erosion. One response has been to build ocean barriers along the coast, but this is really a very short-term fix. We have to look at it in, in the long term. And now that we know that the sea level rise is actually rising faster than expected, we really, really need to take action quickly. Fair Seas, as a campaign, is not going to solve every single problem. Its focus, more than anything else, is on the proper implementation of the MPAs. So Sarah, what actions do we need to take? Well, straight away we need to expand the Marine Protected Area Network. Ireland has actually promised to do this. We're currently at 2% protected area, and really that's mostly kind of close coastal areas and estuaries, nothing in our offshore waters. I mean, our marine area is actually seven times bigger than the landmass of Ireland. So it's a lot of water that can be protected and should be protected. So the target is 30% by 2030. And there's actually a more recent target of 10% by 2025. So that's just three years away. So there's a lot of work to do. And we just want everybody to be informed about what they can do and how they can tell the government, you know, what they want done and how they want it protected. 
Our decision makers are important, but they need to be good listeners. They need to listen to the experts. They need to listen to the young people, to the people who are in coastal communities and to those most vulnerable. There's no reason to think that these targets can't be achieved. Now, these targets are, are minimum targets. There, there's no reason to, to say why we couldn't go beyond the 30%. Now, what this number really means is also being discussed at the moment. Are we protecting 30% of our area? Are we protecting 30% of life within our waters. So this all has to be discussed. So it's up to the decision makers in the government to listen to the experts to know exactly where the protection is needed most urgently and to start with that. Uh, And that's the way that we will not only reach our targets, but we will be most effective with the protection we're providing. I'm hopeful that they're going to listen, yes. Responsibility lies with all of us in terms of our attitude to the sea. And one thing the campaign is trying to promote is the idea of ocean stewardship. Ocean stewardship means taking it upon ourselves to become guardians and protectors once again of the ocean. In the past, fishermen were stewards of the ocean, farmers were stewards of the land. So these were people who really understood these environments on a deep level because they depended on them so much for their livelihoods. So we wanted to reinvigorate that term so that it applies to everybody, so that we can all be protectors and guardians of the ocean as we try to deal with all of the the problems that we're experiencing at the moment. I live in Dublin. But I know that not all of our listeners do. So, can anyone work to protect our seas? It really doesn't matter if you live by the coast or if you live in the middle of Ireland. You know, if there's a river near your house, that river eventually flows to the sea. So we're all connected, no matter what environment you live in, whether you live in a town or in a village or by the coast. Um, Everyday things we can do to help life in the sea is things like remember to reduce, reuse, recycle to stop that flow of plastic going into the sea we can also do things like picking up after our dogs if we have one and we go for a walk, scoop the poop easy as that because that can really really dirty our water then there's things like not flushing anything down the toilet that isn't toilet paper (laughs) that's a big one and it's a no brainer so no face wipes no cotton buds, nothing and then just to maybe make little sacrifices that actually will make you happier in the long run. Me personally, I gave up chewing gum years ago and I don't miss it one bit. I think I can give up chewing gum straight away. Who's with me? Thanks to Sarah for meeting us on a windy day in Dunleary to talk about fair seats. The campaign is about starting the conversation among decision makers and the public. It's clear comes the huge breadth of knowledge and real expertise. We enjoy the sea a lot more, I think, and a a lot more uh, visibly than we ever did before, especially since the pandemic. A lot more people sea swimming, getting out and enjoying the sea. By appreciating this environment more, we become more curious about it. We want to know what we can do to make it better for everybody. So what to do if you want to find out more? So the Fair Seas campaign can be accessed online. We have a website, fairseas.ie, or you can follow us on social media at Fair Seas Ireland or use a hashtag Fair Seas when you want to share pictures with us or share actions that you're taking, and we'd love to see it. Fair Seas are diving into some pretty choppy water, but hopefully with their guidance and in good time, we might have some plainer sailing ahead. There's no limit on the size that we can actually make these marine protected areas. And it's something that's really we can see and we can actually monitor and manage and quantify the benefits that it will be having for our country and our planet as a whole. There's no reason to think that it will be negative or it will take away from the quality of life that we already have. It can only build to enhance it.
stubborn positivity and stubborn optimism is, is the only way to be. If you get bogged down in the negative, it's not helping anybody and it's, it's not going to fix the problem. So I would say to anyone who wants to bury their head in the sand when they feel like it's all too much, just to take it one day at a time and make one small positive change at a time. And if we all do that together, it actually amounts to a really big change. Ecolution is produced by Nikki Coughlin with edit assistance from Eve O'Neill and presented by me, Evie Kenny. Guess what, guys? Next week, I'm talking to the first female president of Ireland, Mary Robinson, answering your questions. Do not miss it. This is our... Our